are now listening to the Duo Sports and Stuff Podcast. Here are your hosts, Deontay Epps and Dane Beasley. Hello and welcome to episode 61 of the Duo Sports and Stuff Podcast. Episode 61 of the Duo Sports and Stuff Podcast. (laughs) My name is Deontay Epps, joined by my brother, my friend, my ace, Dane Beasley. How you doing, my dude? You boy! Doing good, man. Doing really good. I would love to say it feels like a Friday, and maybe it does feel like a Friday because of what I'm about to do after this podcast is over with. Much mm-hmm. like many, many hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people, game players will be doing sometime today if they haven't been doing it within the last week or so. Yes, I'm doing oh, pretty good. I wonder, good. wonder what game you're talking about there, buddy. Could it be uh, a basketball franchise known as oh, no, no, no. I don't Kizzle? I don't play any of that type of stuff. None of that stuff, but... Anywho, I'm pretty good. Uh, thankful to say the least, but I'm uh, I'm Gucci, my boy. I'm Gucci. Good to, good to hear it, my guy. Good to hear it. Episode 61 of the Duo Sports and Stuff podcast on Blue Wire Hustle. Just want to say thank you for everyone that has been along for the ride for 61 episodes and continue to ride the Duo Sports and Stuff podcast train as we head towards episode 100. Bro, I can't wait till we get to 100, bro. It's going to be crazy. Ask me. That's going to be something. <laughs> As uh, Chad Johnson used to say, it's going to be a historical event. Uh, Thriller in Manila. I'm like, boy, if you don't sit, Jody. <laughs> speaking to Chad Johnson, uh, well, not speaking to him, but NFL in general, week one in the books. Mm-hmm. A lot of crazy stuff going on. A lot of Man. upsets. A lot of speaking craziness of upsets. going on. <laughs> Speaking of upsets, I just want to take this time right now to humbly congratulate the one Deontay middle name Epps for upsetting your boy in something no other than known as fantasy football. I took my first L, my first fantasy football L in three years. Not Mm. because I went on a two year win streak or three year win streak, because I haven't played in three years. So I think I, I'm on a two year hiatus. Yeah, yeah, or maybe two years. It's been a long time. The last time I played was in the league when I was with you, with you guys. Um, so yeah, I, I it, it it was a uh, very close, and by close I mean I lost only by about 50, 60 points. So <laughs> <laughs> so put that yeah. out there. So shout out, look, shout out to you, Deontay. And I have informally congratulated you. I forgot about it this morning until I got the notifications about my roster <laughs> waivers going through. So. I yeah. want to do that publicly. Thank Shout you, out sir. To you. I'll, enjoy I'll it. Take my bow. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Because all I have to say is, well, Amari Cooper won't be so kind to you next time. I was just about to say, yep. especially once he, whenever he gets a chance to play home, he's not going to be so kind to you. My man does not I'll, show up at home. <laughs> I was just about to say, your boy, your boy Cooper put in work for me, gave me thirty eight yeah. points. I didn't, yeah. I really Every, didn't need anybody else at that point. <laughs> Damn, just salt in the wound right there. Sorry. Every look, every single away game he balls out. Home games, he don't true. expect it. But yeah, uh, I'm, I'm thankful that your Cowboys receiver did what they were supposed to. Mine's unfortunately got hurt, and he's out for like five weeks. So yeah, he's yeah. I had to drop him like a bad habit. But you know, uh, shout out to everybody and everybody who's a fan of a team that won, and shout out to everybody who's a fan of a fantasy team that won. Not including yeah. myself because I took a huge, humongous, embarrassing F. Speaking of the Cowboys, Dane, uh, <laughs> your guys played Thursday night right before our last recorded episode. And um, yeah. I know we had talked about what to expect with, you know, Dak Prescott and the guys. Yeah. And I can honestly say I was surprised. Like, this is his first live action. And we talked about it on your through mm-hmm. text message and stuff. Um, his first action since, you know, his ankle snapped. You know, yeah. and he hasn't had any live action since then. He practiced, you know, he's throwing the ball and stuff, but nothing compares to game time speed. You know, they didn't come out with the victory. But no, overall, how how were you looking at Dak? Were you impressed with what you saw with him? I was impressed. Um, that build for tough head ass boy surprised me, man. Um I, of course, I've been on record many, many times saying I'm I'm not sure what Dak Prescott is. I know that he's capable of doing things, but I just I've always been kind of like in the shadows, like, yeah, I'm waiting for you to throw a pick because I, I just still hadn't any idea what he was because of the identity of the team 
And because the transition goes up, the transition between our, the Jason Garrett era to the Mike McCarthy era. So I was just as shocked and surprised as you. I had us losing by 10 points, uh, two possessions. So by, I think by the middle of the second quarter, I was okay. He's, uh, he's, he's looking pretty nice. Um, I was impressed. Uh, still some things to clean up, obviously. Gotta be a negative Nancy. Uh, but you know, still some things to clean up offensively. Um, but he'll get there. But he he definitely impressed the hell out of me. Um, impressed the hell out of me. But you know, shout out to shout out to the Bucks for taking the taking the dub. But yeah, yeah it's I, I, the only thing. The thing about that W is, or the thing about their W, you can always, 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 always count on the Cowboys to lose you a game within a minute and thirty seconds of a, of a game, at least. Two or three times a season, yeah, it never fails. Never fails. It seems like, yeah, yeah. There's the special teams, you know, snafu with uh, Greg the leg, and I didn't even know they said he had had surgery in yeah. the off season on his back, and he's still trying to get into the warm up. Greg, things. No do you leg. think? Do you think he is bouncing back, or is that kind of one of those things where it sticks in your head and it might drag on for a few weeks? Back with back. Anytime you have back related surgery, that's a lingering and that's never going to be 100 um, percent. Any specialist or any person that has a <laughs> that has some beautiful letters in front of their name will tell you that though that that kind of thing, it, it never gets back to 100 percent and the issues can still linger. My whole issue with him is not really his fault. It's the coach, Bones uh, Bones Fossil. That that he's the issue in my opinion because that was his guy. We had a perfectly fine kicker last year, Kai Forbath, or the year before that, whenever it was. Kai Forbath was dope. He was good. And you bring in your own guy, and the, the, the just doesn't make any sense to me. But yeah, yeah, y'all just watch the game. Him, you know the yeah. So yeah. You can't win them all, but uh, yeah. yeah. It was funny. Um, one of Karina's friends had asked about her. F- she had like three fantasy quarterbacks. I don't know why she had three. Um, she was prepared, like, which, which one should I start? And one of the quarterbacks was Justin Herbert for week two. And, you know, they go mm. against the Cowboys secondary. And all the quarterbacks Ooh. she had, the other one was Ryan Tannehill. And, oh, man, what was the other one? Um... Somebody, whoever knows Ryan, I can't even think of the third one, but I chose Justin Herbert just because, yeah, uh, defense. you know, the, the secondary for sure is still seems like the Achilles heel of the team. Um, and then I just saw before we started recording that you guys might not have, I don't know if you saw it, you might not have Dexter Lawrence or Gregory. Um, one, I think Lawrence is on or he has a foot injury and then yeah, got a Gregory is on the COVID list. Cause I got the so, not the vid, but yeah, he's yeah. So been known about I, been known about like, Gregory. Found out about Tank on the way home, um, yeah, because of practice. But the to me at least the weak link, the weakness of our defense has been the defensive line. Uh, the only reason why I say is because the most impressive person on the entire team from week one was Trevon Diggs. You didn't hear about him because. I mean, Nobody other than him way. catching a pick, yeah. you know, they, like he shut that, he maximized. Well, oh, yeah. It's a combination of him just blanketing Mike Evans. And of course, when AB was eating the way that he was, there's no reason for Tom Brady to try to force it to Mike Evans in the first place. But Trevon was, was doing his thing. But the defensive line has always been an issue. It's going to continue mm-hmm. to be an issue. Obviously, when you're playing Tom Brady, he's always going to get the ball out quick. So the edge rushers are never going to have a good time. Anybody that plays against Tom Brady that has the most success, I think. Mostly it's defensive tackles. Your 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 notable defensive tackles because they push the pocket. And Tom Brady is such a, a magician in terms of pocket awareness and climbing the pocket. So it's not an issue for him stepping up and making a throw, which are ed rush, edge rushers. They were at him all night, but they just his release is just too quick. So yeah. Justin Herbert is gonna be eating really good. That's gonna be yeah, a tough a <laughs> He's tough, gonna be eating a, really good. So. Yeah. It's gonna be another tough task for for the Dallas defense to try Absolutely. to slow him down in that offense. Um they they well, I mean they played against Washington week one and you know, mm-hmm. it was a close one, low scoring game. Can attribute that to the Washington defense was probably one of their strengths of the um 
of last year for them that they led them the, to the playoffs. Definitely the strength yeah. of the team. Right. And so that's not an easy task going against them. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the Herbert and the Chargers pulled that through. Um, another team, Dane, and player that impressed me a lot, he didn't put up crazy numbers besides the number of touchdown passes he threw, which is Jameis Winston Ooh. Um, going Famous into – like, well, they weren't at home. They were the home team. They played in Jacksonville against the Packers. Yeah, Blowout, 38-3. to Jameis Winston had, he was 14-20, 148 yards and five touchdowns. Exact opposite of how Aaron Rodgers played. Like, you would have thought that Aaron Rodgers would outplay Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jameis looked good, man. You know, Jameis first time good, starting for the Saints and um, looked decisive in what he was trying to do. Looked comfortable in the New Orleans offense yeah. post Drew Brees. Shout out and to his trainer. Who's his trainer? Since that. Oh, the, his, his <laughs> quote after the game. He said, My trainer, my trainer said, uh, what'd he say? I forgot uh, what he said, but <laughs> I forgot. <yeah. laughs> but it was real important. Man. Very important. Yeah. Like yeah. he, yeah, shout out to shout out to him, man. Shout, shout out to the winners. I don't mean to cut you off, but the win itself for New Orleans was more impressive than anything. It meant more to that team than it did to any other team, just because of what's been going on with the everybody that has been that, that has been misplaced because of that hurricane and the tropical storms that are always clashing with Louisiana. So that was real special for them to go out there and kick butt the way that they did, man. So shout out to them. But yeah, back to what you were saying. No, no, you're good, bro. I um one of the reasons that I also t- tuned into this game is I'm in another fantasy league, and my quarterback of that league is the Aaron Rodgers, and so I was tuned in to yes, I was tuned Damn. in to this broadcast, and my guy Rodgers did not look like himself. <laughs> Quarterback rating-wise, is worst start that we've probably seen ever in his career. Just in general, we know that a lot of the top offensive players, quarterbacks didn't play in the offseason, or excuse me, preseason. But at the same time, it just looks like it was no work put in in general. Like preseason, offseason, it looked like when you take months off and, you know, you just hop into the offense to try to get things going. Um, but overall, can we kind of do we kind of think? And I know we got some Packers fans that listen to the podcast, so I'll tread lightly here. But do we think? <laughs> do we think that you know everything going on with Aaron Rodgers over the offseason with the Packers and the drama? The will I retire? I want to get traded, kind of thing. Do you think that's kind of tampering over into what you know into the team and the morale and chemistry, or you think that's just like a week one Look. snafu kind of thing? Look, you can try to chop it up in 200 different ways you can, but point blank period, your job as a professional football player is to come out there and perform. And they did not come out there and perform. So it's been a pretty much a circus with their off season um, or whatever, whatever, whatever you want to call it. But I'm going to call it for the sake of lack of a better word, I'm going to call it a circus. And I know a little bit about a circus in the off season. We have one here in Dallas every single year, but that was a circus. Now, if you mean to tell me that the whole whatever whatever situation you want to call it with uh, Aaron Rodgers in the front office, if that didn't have any effect on that game, then by all means, do your thing. However, that does not the Aaron Rodgers that I know. That ain't right. Aaron Rodgers that marched down on my team with a minute and eighteen seconds left and, and kicked our tails. Like that's I don't nobody. I, I would hope no quarterback, especially of that pedigree. Like would check out like mentally check out like that yeah especially during the game because you know I think game time you some people don't need practice to you know to get better and they show up during game they're they call them gamers or whatever yeah show up on game day and then they ball out and he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that needs practice based on the level of time that you know that he's shown us but at the same time that game looked horrible and there was one person that said something said a really good thing or really made you think speculate. Him show him playing as bad as he did. I don't want to say it was intentional, but the person who was a Green Bay Packers fan, I'm not going to out them, said that he could have intentionally played bad, or he could have intentionally not checked out of any of those bad calls and just went with them. So, well, I don't know what you want to call. Oh, there, right? you know, in the um, 
uh, Mike McCarthy days, you know, there was rumors about his friction with Mike McCarthy and whether he wanted to call certain plays or run certain mm-hmm. plays like that. I wouldn't go that far in week one, but I do think it's interesting that we see his worst performance ever, you know, that we've ever seen from him in a week one game after everything that's happened so far. And, mm. you know, basically everyone knows it's kind of like a lame duck year where this is his last oh. season. And we, and I think you had them as your Super Bowl pick too, yeah. kind of going like the opposite of, you know, you had mentioned the last dance. Like, so we're going the opposite of like, hey, this is my last time. I'm going to show everybody what I'm prove or what I'm made of. I'm going to prove the doubters wrong kind of thing. But mm-hmm. like, there's a big thing about week one overreaction. So I'm not going to, say they're going to not miss the playoffs, not going to get things right, but it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back in week two. Hey. Because if we see a similar performance, then you can kind of raise your eyebrows. Uh, your red cape is hanging out, so tuck it back in, my boy. Cape, <laughs> cape that you put on. Put, just, I'm just, just, just being tuck it back in a little bit. Being tuck, tuck it back in. Tuck your cape back in, my boy. <laughs> but we we gonna see. But I'm not I'm yeah. not jumping to conclusions either. But sometimes you gotta call a thing a thing. But you know, I, I'm just yeah. I'm just okay. I'm just podcast guy. Yeah. What do I, I know? I, I see I see what you're saying. I'm just saying let's let's wait. Let's let's okay. see how he performs week two. All right. <laughs> uh, another another one of the big games on the slate week one was Browns Chiefs, and Man. it was it, it the script was. What we've seen previously, right? We see <laughs> the, the Browns, Browns going brown. The Browns <laughs> going brown. Went up by three scores, I believe, maybe 18, 17 points in this game. And then on the other end, we got the Kansas City Chiefs. They're like, mm-hmm. literally, bro, I can compare the Chiefs, and I've heard this oftentimes before. The Chiefs are the NBA or NFL's version of the Golden State Warriors, right? Yeah, You're absolutely. Up two scores, three scores on Kansas City and with like, like oh, okay. nine There's minutes. Nothing. And you cannot – you cannot let your foot off the gas. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, right. Steph will come down, hit a three. Clay will come down, hit a three. Hit a three. Draymond will get a steal and a dunk. You know what I'm saying? Then you're looking up at the scoreboard. You're down you're like, two, huh. three points. Right. What is this run that and, these guys just went on? They were down 85 <laughs> points. Exactly. Two minutes like, ago. I think they have like the third quarter of death run where they always come out after halftime and just them halftime adjustments. <laughs> right. And then that's what you see with Kansas City, man. Like all game, you know, they're in a rut. They're like going through the motions. Like, man, what's wrong with the Chiefs? What's wrong with Patrick Mahomes? What's wrong with the offense? And then bam, look up, touchdown, touchdown. Fourth quarter, right, they are turning it on. And like as we've seen a lot of times before, bro, like when they're turning it on, like similar mm-hmm. to Golden State, you, you can't There's stop nothing it. you can like, do to stop it. Just yeah, so it it looked like you know just a typical like what we've seen from both of these teams so far. What'd you think? I was one impressed uh, with Cleveland at first, and I had to pull my. I had to do one of these. <clears throat> <laughs> Come back! Almost lost. You. Yeah. Because uh, if you were like me, then you were like doing a little bit of research. You were looking on the watch list and making sure Cleveland defense. Has anybody picked them up during this fantasy league yet? Yeah. No. I'm going to put them on the watch list. I'll come back at the end of the third quarter. Came back at the end of the third quarter, and, of course, the game was totally different. I said, like, yep, take them off my watch list. Boom. But Cleveland, I'm not. I'm still not going to sleep on Cleveland because they, the defense they have is very, very talented, and they're young. Right. I don't know what the hell they are on offense in terms of Baker Mayfield because you, you have no idea what you're going to get some days. Um, but – they have some dogs on defense. So I'm not going to sleep on them. Uh, hopefully they learn from – no, nah, they're not going to learn from that. We'll see what the Cleveland Browns bring us or how they can entertain us in the future. But they – I mean, Cleveland going Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So shout out to yeah. uh, Patrick Mahomes and then and shout out to Eric Bieniemy too. Uh, right. Speculation is that he's uh, mm. possibly having an interview soon somewhere on the West Coast. West Coast. School. Yeah. Ah, uh, USC, my thing? Uh, possibly. We'll see. But uh, pause. We'll see. We will see. <laughs> what, what other uh, What other games were intriguing to you, uh, Deontay? The, the the Monday night game, man. Ravens Raiders. For all the um, wrong reasons for a, me. Yeah. For all the battle. wrong reasons. <laughs> it, it was a battle of who could lose better in more spectac- spectacular fashion. Like, um, I know the Ravens are, are missing a lot of players. They got a ton of players on IR, mm-hmm. but um, I, that, that's a team that kind of like, 
like based on the success yeah. of the last few years where, you know, Lamar Jackson is going to be Lamar Jackson, but he has to have Absolutely. guys around him to be more consistent. And even I'll even put more on him as far as being more careful with the football. You know, we've seen a lot yeah. of the fumbles in week one. Um, he has to understand, and I'm sure he does, like every opportunity they get on the field, every chance they have to capitalize on getting some mm-hmm. kind of points because around him, the talent is not what he's seen previously, like as far as the injuries are concerned. So him being the leader of the team, he has to kind of take that mindset. I got to be more careful with the football because every possession is going to count because I don't have the guys next to me that are usually there that I can count on to, you know, make a turnover on defense, you know, mm-hmm. a big run on offense, a big pass play, a big catch, something like that. So I think he has to do better. And I know like as a, as a player who he is that he knows. And like, you seen him during the game towards the end when they lost, he's like, that's on me. Like that last fumble, they cut to him and he's like, that's on me. That's my fault. That's my fault. Yeah. But I mean, I think the Ravens will still make the playoffs. Uh, I think they're still a playoff team. Raiders on the other end, I'm not sure. The entire <laughs> AFC West, including the Broncos, you know, went one and zero in Week One, which means nothing. But at the same really? time, a division that's usually an afterthought is, uh, you know, one and zero through or four and zero through Week One. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention about the Monday Night Football game, Dan. I don't know if you tuned into the Manning broadcast. Yeah, that was the most Eli exciting part. I tuned in for those guys in uh, Eli Manning or the Mannings and Friends. That's what I tuned in for. I could care less who was playing. I'm a, you know, I I love football. I love watching amazing, spectacular, giant human beings run at speeds that they should not be running at. I love that. However, (laughs) when you tell me that Charles Barkley <laughs> might be on TV and it's a possibility of him saying something stupid or right. his foot in his mouth. I'm going to tune in. And yet on top of that, you get an expert level of analysis from some Hall of Famers like Karen and Ray Lewis talk and the yeah. stories that they had and just them making fun of each other. Like that was, that was invaluable. So the game was a footnote to me. <laughs> the, the commentary from ESPN too. That was cool. That was, that was cool. That was really cool. Um, yeah. and I know you were probably, you know, obviously watching the game for multiple reasons, but you know, you, you and your boy, Darren Waller. So that, that was, uh, I'm sure that was a treat. freaking 19 targets. Yeah. I mean, he, if you're passed car, up that fool's name so many times, I was like, eh, I don't know. Derek Carr. Yeah. I just kept thinking Derek Carr is the quarterback. Eh. Yeah. And then now I'm thinking, damn it, Derek Carr, 19 targets. Like, so yeah, that's his, that's who he going to target like that's his man like I I've seen Darren Waller like obviously being a Broncos fan you see the Raiders twice a year and so absolutely that, we could we could not stop that guy so I was like yep yep yeah. and you know him and Kelsey best probably best top three tight ends in the NFL right now but looking ahead to week two I got two games that I think will be probably top tier not maybe in the score but just marquee games that I okay, have kid me um, one is we just talked about the Ravens. They play the Chiefs on Sunday night. That's gonna right. be tough. We Jeez. talked about we just talked about Darren Waller. We just talked about how the Raiders carved up the uh, Ravens defense, four hundred thirty-five yards passing. Right. And then, as we just mentioned, you know you got Patrick Mahomes up next. So good luck to the Ravens defense. <laughs> like at this time, you look at Lamar Jackson. Is like he, as we talked about, he has to be able to put points up. And not just field goals against KC. You got to put up touchdowns every possession or try to get touchdowns going against Kansas City in that offense. Um, is there anything particular you think might be the key to how Baltimore can pull it off? Control the clock. Um, Smart. Control the clock and just don't turn over the ball. I mean, they have the tools. They have the coaching staff. They just got to put it together, and hopefully they do that. But we're going to get a hell of a good game. Prime time, too? Was it Who uh, Who has home? It's at Baltimore. Baltimore? Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Vegas put, out, Vegas put anything out yet? Right now it is sitting at Chiefs minus three and a half. Oh. Which is closer than I thought it would be. That is very close. Hmm. So it'll be yeah, it'll be interesting to see what comes about mm. in that one. Um, the other one I had circle is your boys again. 
Of course. <laughs> your, your, your Cowboys going against the Chargers, seeing how uh, – and that'll be a, what, 3 o'clock kickoff on CBS. Um, we mentioned already how the, the Cowboys secondary is going to have to deal with, you know, Justin Herbert and the weapons he has on that side. But what does Dak – yeah, what does Dak need to do to kind of – Take the load on his shoulders and, you know, put up a fight. Score in the red zone. Red zone scoring has been an issue for the Dallas Cowboys offense for years. Um, execution in the red zone kicked us in the ass on week one. One particular drive in particular. One particular drive in particular. <laughs> <laughs> I can't English today, guys. I'm sorry. Um, the drive that comes to mind that we should have scored seven. It ended with Ezekiel Elliott one-on-one in open field with a third-string yeah. safety that just got called up from the practice squad. This is not yeah. a slight against the young man. This is me saying the caliber of player that Zeke is supposed to be should have made that guy miss and should have walked into the end zone. However, also keeping in mind that safety should have been blocked by your starting tight end. However, however that did not happen. That type of stuff can't happen. Yeah. But he walks He walks in the end zone if that block is even made for – if the block is just any any better, a little bit better. If the tight end just gets in the way and falls without holding the, the safety, that that's, yeah. he walks into the end zone. Um, but obviously it doesn't come down to that one play us losing, but situations like that, you continue to see that, that is a – a very dangerous and deadly thing and a, a very dangerous and deadly habit to start, you know, doing, especially at this time of year. So my yeah. thing is red zone scoring, if they can score when they get in the red zone and take advantage of those opportunities and come away with six versus, and I say six intentionally, not seven, because I can't even count on this guy to make the PAT. Yeah. So we can count on them to make six instead of three. We're in that thing. Um, yeah. Defense is going to do what they do. They go, they going to bend and bend and bend and possibly break, but, more often than not, they're going to surprise us just like they always do. But I don't get a turnover. I don't count on defense to do a damn thing. So <laughs> um, it's going to be a pretty good game. I have to wait until it gets closer to Sunday before I say like what my prediction is, because just to see the injury report and who's going to be playing, who's not yeah. going to be playing. But again, we're not with our best five offensive linemen, so that's going to be an interesting thing again. But uh, we're going to see. I don't. I don't yeah. know. Um, there are some players I'm looking forward to seeing though. Uh, KJ Hill, I don't know if you know, you know, he's probably he's probably gonna be one of the best slot guys. Probably gonna be one of the best slot guys in you know in in where go history of it. I went to Ohio State. Uh, uh, in oh, the speaking of, of Ohio, years. no, we'll get to Ohio State in a second. <laughs> I know you can't wait. <laughs> Moving like this, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. Um, can't wait to see them see him on offense. Uh, obviously, the Chargers they're stacked. They are stacked on offense. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be fun to watch to see what they do and how they can carve up the defense or see uh, who are they going to key on, key in on. Are they going, go, are they going to go after Anthony Brown who played pretty bad uh, last week? Right. And gave up the cheeks multiple times. So we'll see what they do and it'll show us a lot about what they respect about our defense or not. So. Yeah. I'm that's a, looking I'm ahead to, Looking ahead to week two, but Dan, you put in a great note in our podcast notes about the week one ratings, and I went and looked it up from The Athletic. Hmm. So the NFL week one ratings are up 7% over last year, second highest in the last five seasons. Week one of the NFL season drew an average of 17.4 million viewers on television and digital platforms, a 7% increase over last season. The viewership of the slate of 16 games was the second highest week one average over the last five seasons. And then the first Monday night football broadcast of the season, a wild overtime affair between the Raiders and Ravens averaged 15.3 million viewers across all the ESPN platforms, a total that included the Peyton and Eli Manning simulcast, which was really good as well. But really good. um, Yeah. Like, I don't think this is a surprise to me. Just I think football is obviously I'm being biased, but I really do think it's the best sport. And I think as much as people sometimes disagree with how it's run and uh, you know, who the commissioner is at the end of the day, I believe it's very popular among everyone. Like, like even in the summertime when 
people are relaxed and enjoying vacations with their family. It's always, mm-hmm. man, I can't wait for football season. I, like, I hear that all the time. And, you know, basketball, I have a lot of basketball fan, or friends that are basketball fans more than mm-hmm. football. But I've always heard, Dane, like, I can't wait football for football season. Football is king, my boy. Yeah. Football is king. It's yeah. king for the next 19 Sundays, bro. We got football. Feel me? You can't say that about no basketball. You can't say that about no baseball. You can't say that about no soccer. You can't say that. That intensity. Do you yeah. feel that thing that's beating inside Do your you chest? Do you feel that? <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> Remember that was the, op- uh, the intro to Madden, that one game? levels of pain. I've been in this thing for 15 years. I'm like, boy, we gonna get your big back just preaching, man. <laughs> nah, he came. He, was he, came the, out he there, was on the cast too. He, he came out there like he was some, somebody's deacon or something. I've been in this thing for 15 years. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he, he was on the uh, the main cast solid. too. Yeah, he was. They they were clowning Eli because their first Eli's first game was against the Ravens, and uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't remember part. he did that bad. Like I know he did bad. I mean, he's always been a bad, a horrible quarterback, but I didn't know it was that man. Regular was, season quarterback. Okay, continue. Again, Tucky Capen is his showing. <laughs> but it was funny to see the funny the, the comment the commentary we got from those two was funny. But the viewership, yeah. it's awesome to think about. Uh, especially because they're all those people that are pissed off and uh, mad. Like, you mean to tell me you're going to play that damn black anthem at the beginning of the game? I'm like, yeah. if you don't like it, then don't watch it. Like, yeah. I, and people you know, still people watch just... it. <laughs> 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 all because I, I'm, I'm going to watch it, but I ain't going to like it. <laughs> That's what but I said. tell you what, but I tell you what, tell you <laughs> I ain't gonna enjoy it. I ain't gonna enjoy it, but I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, ratings. Like, I totally agree. Um, agreeing with you on that one, bro. Just football, <laughs> football continues to take. <laughs> yeah, pick up one more thing for we kill it, uh, kill it. We get oh off the sports, gosh. man. Uh, in the college oh thing, I, I just one one thought, and then we'll get off of it about about Ohio State dropping the organ. <laughs> I Look, I came to terms with it, but I took a nap in the middle of the damn game. This kid has escaped. You almost made me choke. <laughs> it's very seldom that we get that the Beasley household gets an opportunity to all all three of us take a nap at the same time, and I was like. And I was like, damn, 20 to 7? Mm-hmm. Close it out, pal. All right, guys, let's go to sleep. So I woke up, and it was a close game. I was like, cool. And it, say, it says more about me being tired than it does me being an Ohio State fan, but they kicked yeah. our ass, bro. You, that's, that score doesn't tell the truth. You Anytime that you underestimate your opponent and they come in there and beat your behind, shame on you for thinking less of them yeah. and thinking so much of yourself. And, especially when you're at home, too. Especially when you're at home, but – that game let me know more than anything. One, college football is back, and two, anybody can get it. Even yeah. six time, even six time Pro Bowlers can get stomped out too. <laughs> if you know what that's from, let me know. Uh, Deontay Cash happy five dollars. Six time Pro, six time Pro Bowlers can can still get knocked out too. Uh, it's, a, it's a quarter directly, but yeah. So that was a, an impressive game. There's a lot of. I'm not to not to brag. Well, no, it's not a brag on Ohio State. This is a brag on both teams. That field, both sides of the ball, 22 players, tons of NFL talent. Yeah, uh, it, okay. tons of NFL talent. You're gonna see a lot of those guys playing on playing on Sundays, if not this season, then the following season, because. They're especially Oregon. That game, what it, what that does for Oregon? I mean, obviously they're already uh, you know masterminds in terms of recruiting on the West Coast. That helps their base in terms of their recruiting. Period. Beating them mm-hmm. on the national stage like that, it doesn't get any better than that. 
it doesn't get any better than that. So Good point. shout out to the duck, shout out to the ducks. And of course the, the amazing unis they have. And then the, the play calling was offensive play calling was brilliant. Execution was up there. Yeah. Too. So for sure. Yeah, we got, we going we gonna to get to see some real dogs, man, here in a few years from, from the, the Oregon ducks. So going back out there to Eugene and, you know, enjoy <laughs> yourself and, you know, pick on somebody else. But <laughs> we, look, this ain't the last you heard out of, Oh, hi, yo, Buckeyes. And that is it for our sports segment. Before we get to the nerdy news, I'd like to give a podcast shout out to the After Extra Time podcast with Stuart Cavanaugh and Paul M. Banks. They cover the big news, big names in the English Premier League. So be sure to check out their podcast and follow their social, their social at Stewie. I-S-S-U-C-K-O-F-I-T and Paul at Paul and Banks and follow their podcast social media after E-T underscore podcast. And with that, it is time for What's that sound? New segment brought to you by Keith. Also, Keith. Keith, thank you, Keith. Keith produced our last YouTube video and for our last episode because I didn't have the time to do it, and he graciously took that role on. So appreciate you, Keith. Uh, episode six of What If? Man, um, what? no, no, you said it wrong. Yes, What If? What is it? Episode six, uh, light premise, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Um, It is, heads back to the first Iron Man movie at the very beginning when Tony Stark is kidnapped by the Ten Rings organization. And we found out from the Shang-Chi movie about a little bit more about the Ten Rings. Um, But in this particular instance, a man and soldier by the name of Killmonger, who we met in Black Panther, played by Michael B. Jordan. That boy, Eric. Takes the damn muscle and throws it into the mountains, saves Tony Stark. And... You know, he befriends Tony Stark. Tony is like, man, you saved my life. What do you need from me, basically? And that's when Kim Moyer said, man, I'm actually trying to build this Gundam schematic kind of thing. This drone program. At first, bro. Okay, there was a tiny ounce of me that was like, oh, maybe... Maybe he's going to be good this time. And then there was a light switch. I was like, oh, man, the same stuff well, that we saw yourself, from this character that. in black. <laughs> this, I had a little I had a little faith in him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was a tiny bit of hope. But, you know, right when um, we saw that switch where like his character kind of lined up with how we saw in Black Panther, mm-hmm. he goes on to kill Rhodey. He goes on to kill T'Challa. And at that point, it's like there's nobody that's going to stop this guy. Um, Dane, what did you think of the episode, the performance from the characters, um, the ones that we saw before, different appearances from other characters? Well, what do you think? His thing. I was excited to see this different take on the happening in the desert um, for Tony. However, I was like, damn, we kind of already knew that we, I wanted to see something different from the character Killmonger. Um, We knew he had a, he had a mean streak and a, you know, he would do whatever, whatever it take, whatever it took, whatever it takes. Yeah. He would do whatever it takes to get his, whatever is rightfully owed to him and doing so killing and deceiving lots of people. But I was like, I've already seen that from him. I, I mean, we yeah. we've seen that from him in the movie. So it's like I was hoping there was gonna be, I was hoping there was gonna be something else. But it, when it wasn't, I was like, okay, this just right. this it is kinda, just what it is. It kind of it kind of literally went off the path. It's like yeah, okay, we man. saw it, but then it kind of ended up going right back into what we've seen before. Similar, I, I'm glad you said that. Similar to what we saw in episode one with Captain Carter, right? Like right. everything was kind of mirrored of how Steve Rogers was in our universe. And then at the end, we kind of see, you know, she fights, ends up in the same um, realm with, or wakes up nearby Nick Fury or whatever, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But yeah, I can see where the disappointment would be in that. It's just, uh, 
when he turned in open eye at night, I was like, okay, bet. He's one of the good guys. And then yeah. you seen that sliver in his eye, like, yeah, got your ass now. So I was like, yeah. So it was cool. I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it. It was really cool just to see the interactions that he had with some of the characters and the storylines we are accustomed to, you know, turning out differently. But it just kind of at some point, some you gotta have some sort of conviction. Like that dude's that dude's got some some daddy issues, some uncle issues. Yes. He needs some family counseling. issues in general. Somebody somebody's grandma needs to lay their praying hands on him and 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 pray over that dude because he's got some deep issues like how you kill all these people? You don't even know. Them. I mean, obviously, I don't condone killing, but one thing you kill a bad guy, but you're killing all these good dudes just because of something that your uncle did. Like, they ain't got nothing to do with yeah. them, bro. And that's, right. to me, that's where the writing was like, the motive isn't there for them to do it, for him to do it that way. I understand it's an alternate different universe and the different motives, and it's, you know, right. that, but just it didn't, to me, it didn't make sense for him to do a lot of that killing that he did without it being built up. And obviously we're, you know, getting 30 minute episodes, so we don't get the luxury of the buildup. So Correct. I understand that. So let me have some, let me have some grace. Let me show some grace there. So, but you know, I enjoyed it. I, I definitely enjoyed it. Didn't know where they were going after, you know, he was taking out all the drones and stuff. And I was like, okay, so where are they going with this? Is he going to, mm-hmm. and then they cut to, they cut to pepper, you know, going into her office to of course sob and stuff. And then boom. Sure, right there. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, and so like we get three more episodes of this season of What If, and mm-hmm. a lot of these episodes are left on cliffhangers. Yeah, this episode, episode one, um, probably a few other episodes as well. Maybe the Doctor Strange episode. We kind of thought that Doctor Strange would lead into maybe his movie somehow with mm-hmm. the multiverse. Um, but I, I keep coming back to this question after every episode, like. Will we see some of these stories again in uh, maybe a season? We know there's going to be a season two. Will these continue in a season two? Will these continue this season? Like, it feels like only three episodes would not connect all these different stories. I think we've, we're literally seeing different stories where some might connect to what we know. Um, I, th- I still think that's kind of up in the air, but it'll be interesting to see, like, if they decide to connect it here or, like, later in season two or something like that. Yeah, I trust the trust the dudes in Marvel. Obviously, my imagination is running wild with the possibilities because with us losing, you know, Chadwick Boseman the way that we did and just the expectation, of course, before we found out everything about this, the expectation of the legacy of Black Panther and what it was going to become. Like a lot of that still, for me, at least has a lot of question marks. And this kind of helped bridge the gaps a little bit or filled in the gaps a little bit, because what they can do, what they're not limited to, um, I guess it's the possibilities are endless. So I'm I'm sitting, Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying the ride. I'm I'm hopeful as to where it's going and curious uh, what the next episode is going to be or how this or if all this links together towards the end of the season finale. Same, same. Exactly, exactly. Um, to close out our show, we'll talk about two trailers that are releasing recently released. The first Disney Plus Marvel Studios Hawkeye that drops on November twenty fourth. Is in, I think it's twenty fourth on Disney Plus. Uh, basically picks up where Hawkeye left off in Avengers Endgame. He's trying to get mm-hmm. back to his family, trying to connect with them and then all of a sudden the reports of you know remember in in game you know after the snap he's ronin he's killing all these villains and uh gangs and stuff like that there's a someone that's similar to him we found out that's kate bishop um it seems like it has a christmas vibe as well which might connect to what we see in spider-man no way home i think it'll be interesting to see like hawkeye had never been one of the characters that like i had to see um he's always a side guy but his character (laughs) in the mcu has been interesting because we've seen him basically been trying to retire since maybe civil war um, years and years (laughs) 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 he's been trying to rest but uh, I think at the end of this series, we'll kind of see the passing of the torch to Kate Bishop as the new Hawkeye. Um, first vibes that you get from the trailer, bro? That 
the idea that him retiring, like it keeps popping up. Like, damn, like this man, let this man rest. He in the backyard trying to build a deck, and then boom, here's a big ass Quinjet flown down, destroying his crops, <laughs> and here comes Nick Fury. We need you. <laughs> we need you. You got you got ten minutes to pack up your bags and get in the jet. But I just started. You got five. So that's the, like that's that whole thing I'm trying to come to. I was like, man, like let this let this old that and this is a human. This man ain't got no superpowers. He's got a bow and an yeah. arrow. So I'm curious to see what it does. Obviously, uh, if you're a comic book reader, this looks like it's setting up with the arrival, with the com- the confirmation at least of, of Kate Bishop. It looks like it's setting up for our Young Avengers. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I hope that that's what this is, but I'm not going to put all my chips in the bag for that one. But mm-hmm. all these youthful superheroes i think that's where we where we could be go where we could potentially be going um i mean yeah they've laid the groundwork for them for sure you got uh mm-hmm. isaiah bradley mm-hmm. um what's his what's the grandson's name bradley's grandson is it isaiah uh, eli a, eli bradley eli bradley elijah maybe i mean one of the elijah bradley. bradley the bradley kid uh, the bradley kid you got wanda's kids from wandavision speed and wicked we got um, you got Riri, Kid Loki, Kid Loki Kid from Loki. the Loki series. Iron, uh, Riri supposedly becoming in the new Black Panther movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're we're getting those characters we in place for sure. Avengers, those pieces. So. We'll, yeah. Look, they'll uh, announce a Disney Plus project like two or three years from now. Shh, introducing the Young Avengers, and then yeah, you have a little, a little yeah. faint little Avengers background noise. There's also rumors that uh, Kingpin could be in this series too, in the same one from the Netflix series, yeah. which would be that would be the icing on the cake. Like, I, what's his name? I don't know his name, but he's uh, a hell of an Vincent, actor. Vincent Vincent uh, Nafrio or something like that. Yeah, he's a hell of an actor for me not to know the yeah. dude's name, but I love I love the dude in, in Daredevil. Like, he was that fool. You talking about somebody has some issues? That yeah. fool has some issues. Then monologues <laughs> he was going on, and then it's the twitching of his neck sometimes. I just believe that no one has the power that I have or the resources that I'm like. All right, bro. Yeah, we just we just acting. I act. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, so. somebody hit me. They're gonna be fired. <laughs> Where you going? <laughs> we got a game. Like, no, we don't. <laughs> Don't you see these cameras? Now y'all, now y'all let us know where that's from. <laughs> yeah, let us know where that's from. Deontay, cash up your $5. I'll cash up your $5 too if you, if you let me know where that's from. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's interesting to see how this uh, this series plays out. Starts November 24th on Disney Plus. And then mm-hmm. another trailer, Dane, is for the new Matrix, which is called. Oh my gosh. What's it called? Oh, oh, I don't know. Matrix. Not revolutions. Resurrections, right? Resurrections. I think it's that the resurrections. Word. The, the yeah. main, look, we're, we're qualified to talk about this, guys. We promise. Okay? Yeah. We watch the, the trailer. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll preface. I only watched it one time. <laughs> and <laughs> while we talk about how we watched it, I watched it one time and uh-huh. I felt confused because I'm like, dang, I need to go back and watch the first three over again. Like, I remember the story and what happened and all that stuff, but it's just like, I'm mad, one, because they made Neo look like John Wick. And I'm oh, he's like, probably in the process of filming John Wick. He's probably in the process of filming John Wick. So he's like, I really can't cut my hair. I really can't cut my hair. So I'll have to do the same look. <laughs> so that's probably exactly what it is. That man's got. I hate money. that, bro. It just looks like I, I immediately think John Wick because you know what I'm saying. He's been John Wick for the past. Man, use your imagination. Just years. picture him clean shaven with a no. short haircut with a comb over. I can't. I can't bro, do it. All right, here's the breakdown. What you think you of the trailer, bro? I loved it. The idea, yeah. I, what I felt a little bit of regret and felt secondhand embarrassment was like, damn, Fresh Prince really chose Wild Wild West over this. Like, that sucks. Like, <laughs> I saw that on Twitter. People talk about that. Like, damn. So this is this is what he this is his age. He was like, no, you you want to turn down that futuristic crap? What you want to do? Picture Tombstone, but a comedy. 
Like that, his agent, whoever it is, whoever that person was, sold him on that. And listen, Will Smith is still a very successful person, but in another alternate universe, on what if Will Smith is starring in The Matrix? And for those of you who don't know, the 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 role, the lead role for Neo was originally intended for Will Smith, but of course he mm-hmm. turned it down uh, to star in a great movie that you might have heard of it uh, called The Wild Wild West. Um, if you haven't, don't go look. The up. Wild Wild West. <laughs> yeah, look the up the wild, music wild video. West. Not the movie. The movie <laughs> was straight buns, but the music video is pretty dope. Um, but yeah, I thought it was impressive. I seen Trinity again. I'm like, man, I thought you were dead. So she's back. I don't know what's going to happen. I have no idea. Like, and then, uh, what our boy, um, was it Yara? Is it Yara's his name? It's Yara's name. Yeah. Yeah. Yara. Um, from, um, yeah. Candyman. Candyman. Yeah. yeah Candy, Candyman getting bread, boy. Candyman <laughs> is getting his bread. Like, Candyman like, getting that candy. <laughs> Candyman getting them starbursts. Now nah, he's homies and everything. Every time you turn which way, homies and everything. Yeah, dang. In in general, man, it's it's like this movie comes out December twenty second, and it'll be in yeah. theaters and on HBO Max same day drop. But in general, with with Marvel, obviously we know their slate with Eternals and you know in mm-hmm. Sony we got the new Venom. Um, we got Eternals, we got Shang-Chi that just dropped, we got Spider-Man No Way Home, and then mm-hmm. we got this, and then Backdoor in March with Doctor Strange, oh. like, for a comic book then, slash entertainment movie That slate genre for 2024. Fan. Yeah. The 2024 slate that they announced or confirmed that there are four titles, four unnamed titles. Right, that was right. Like, it's just, I, I, you think, I think one I'm fantastic for, by the show. Gotta be. Gotta be. be, but Gotta nonetheless, be. I am excited, bro. And if you haven't watched, if you're like my wife and you haven't watched any of the Matrix movies, uh, no, get to. on that, man. Get get on that. I don't know. I can't. I've got her to watch plenty of stuff, but she that's just something she just can't get into. Like I told her, like, but no, they're shooting and there's punching and you know, like <laughs> there's Lawrence Fishburne there's slowing down of time. <laughs> I, I was like, come on, let's go. Lawrence Fishburne is there. He's kicking people through the windows and, and flying off buildings. And it's like, eh, and my wife, we watch everything, but she just, yeah, Matrix, that's like, she just can't get into it. Maybe it's just Neo. Maybe, maybe it's Keanu Reeves, but she's watching. Right. She's a huge John Wick fan. So I don't know. Maybe if I convince her, just like, tell her, tell her John, John Wick, Wick. basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's a prelude to John Wick. Something oh, about like, somebody oh. stopping bullets or something. That, that, that'll, that'll get her in. <laughs> jumped over a building, too. Uh, that's funny, yeah. man. That yeah, is funny. Man. Yeah, but definitely blessed with some content that's going to come out in the next month to years. You know, it's like constant content that's coming out, and we're definitely going to enjoy it. Definitely going to break it down on the podcast of course but uh epi- cool. episode 61 in the books day anything you want to say to the people before we get out of here yeah man uh we're still in the middle of this pandemic do your part uh get, you know mask up mask up uh wash your hands wash behind your ears listen man if you don't wash behind your ears man you losing bro that's all i gotta say uh yep. that's it that's it. That's it, man. Episode 61 of the Duo Sports and Stuff podcast. Be sure to give us five stars and a great rating on Apple. Subscribe on YouTube, all that good stuff. I'm Deontay. He's Dane. We out. Peace.